you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Robin Emiliani, founder and partner at Catalyst Marketing. How are you today, Robin? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> no problem at all. So today we are talking about how to do B2B marketing in the midst of COVID-19. I think we're all getting a little bit fed up of COVID-19. It's yeah. real pain for all of us. And, and unfortunately, we need to adapt. So you and I, Robin, were on a call last week to discuss some of the matter. And, you know, we decided and, and through some of the information that you exchanged with me, I so it would be a great topic and quite a, quite an interesting one for, for our audience. So. Let's go with it. But before we, we go into the topic, would you mind introducing yourself as well as your company, Catalyst Marketing, to our audience? Yes. So I am Robin Emiliani, and I am one of the co-founders and partners at Catalyst Marketing Agency. And we are a full-service marketing agency, and we have a specialty in B2B tech. So we do lots of campaign creation, lots of strategy. Lots of content development, lots of lots of digital advertising for our clients. But our sweet spot really is B two B tech. So we have clients like Adobe and Microsoft, Intel, and Aero Electronics are a couple of the big names you might know. Yeah, some small one, but yeah, we we know about those uh, those young startups. <laughs> <laughs> so Robin, we, we are living currently in a pretty much a weird time, and 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 the market needs to quickly adapt to the new reality. I don't think anyone knows when, when things will go back to normality, but unfortunately in business, we can't wait. We were speaking in the preparation of this, this, this podcast that you know, all the health staff, nurses, doctors working extra shift to try to save life. And the fact that we believe that us being very small cogs of the economy also need to go the, the, the extra mile and work harder to support the, the economy in this difficult time. But from a marketing perspective, what are the, the main changes that you've seen happening since the COVID-19 outbreak and, and how companies adapting? Gosh, we have a lot to talk about, don't we, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so t- speaking first and foremost about what's changed in B2B marketing is the obvious. So first of which is messaging. So I think I can speak for all marketers at this time that we have this terrible fear of sounding tone deaf during these times. And of course, that fear is legitimate because um, I'm, I'm sure we've all gotten that email, you know, in the last couple of weeks where it felt that it was a, ter- a complete turnoff because it didn't yeah. strike the right tone or the messaging was off and it just didn't feel right during this time. But what we're finding that's really fascinating to me is this shift to right brain messaging. So let me back up. So in the last couple of years, B2B advertising has largely appealed to the left brain. So messaging that's very black and white and very features and benefits focused. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Um, Yep. And what we're finding is that the messaging that's really resonating relates to the right brain. So what does that mean exactly? Well, right brain messaging is more empathetic. It strikes on human connection. It 
can use irony or metaphors and even humor. So imagine that, like B2B brands using humor. And B2B brands really need to embrace this new way of talking and this new way of messaging so that they can get ahead of the curve. The other thing too, as you all know, is this big shift from in-person events that have transformed to virtual events overnight, you know, because all of the in-person conferences have been canceled. And some of the bigger shows like Adobe Summit have been replaced with these virtual events. And there are two sides of this, and we deal with clients on both of these sides. So the first of which is, are the companies that are the ones that are putting on these shows? There are the companies that are the exhibitors at these shows. And what we're seeing is some of these folks are doing these really well, and some are not. And we have a couple recommendations. So the companies that are putting on the events, you know, a lot of people are scrambling to make the virtual event happen the same time the in-person event was supposed to happen. And this this can be a mistake if you're not fully prepared. So making sure you're giving you and your team plenty of time to prepare for this. You don't have to match that date of the in-person event. Mm -hmm. Um, And try not to pre-record the majority of the event. Do as much as you can live. And what's great about this and what I love is that right now everyone is more forgiving. So being polished and perfect is being replaced by, frankly, good enough and authentic. People are, are, you know, everyone's got their kids in the background and they have background noise and they're sitting in their home offices. So yep. really showing up and being authentic, I think, is, is become really effective. Um, and then for exhibitors, you know, the folks that are actually exhibiting at these events, it's a really interesting time. And what's cool is I actually had, when I was client side, I had the opportunity to be an exhibitor at one of these virtual conferences. And I really enjoyed it. And we had a digital booth and we had digital graphics within the booth. We also had videos running in the booth. But one of the cool things about it was the engagement that we had and the number of leads that we drove. Because what we found was with our online chat, the shy people are more apt to have conversations with people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so I was able to field questions as as a marketer, but then, you know, some of the more technical questions I could hand off to my sales engineer and he could continue or she could continue the online chat with these folks. And we actually drove a lot of leads out of the event. So people can really do a lot with these virtual events. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it almost feels like we are relaxing. I know it sounds bizarre to say that, but yeah. What we feel from what we are doing, we've got um, we've got some of our staff, you know, sending us Skype or Slack and saying, "Hey, I just spoke to the CIO of such and such company, a really large organization." Yeah. And you know, he had his dog on his lap, he had two kids barking <laughs> behind him, and and he this and that, and you know, he was telling me how he's managing the daytime with his wife, and people will spend five minutes. The, the opener is really is very human, is is personal right. things that you would not talk about. No, you would never start a call and say, oh, you know, by the way, I've got my kids. They may come at any time now. And one of them is dressed as a minion. So don't be scared if they just pop in. And I think in a weird way, things that probably would not have been acceptable two months, three months ago in a professional, disciplined way are now quite charming. And yes. it's charming to realize, actually, you know what? We're trying very hard, but we're all humans speaking to humans. 
And, yeah. and I think everybody's enjoying the conversation a little bit more because it's not just business. People are more relaxed. They, they would actually tell you why they would not be interested by something or tell you what step they would want. So it's, it's almost more, it's more relaxed, more honest, more human. And, and we're actually really enjoying it at the moment. You know, lots of our staff are telling us this is, it's, it's, it's obviously not a good moment in, in the look of things. You know, if you look at on the, the, what's happening on, on the planet, but from yeah. what we are doing and from the way people are, it feels that almost like that, that solidarity, the fact that, you know, we are all in that same issue. We are sharing, we've got something in common. And that's something in common, in a way, we feel is bringing us closer to the prospect. And that's, 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 I find that very interesting. Um, coming back to the topic and what you are seeing in the market and, and, and what you are seeing your clients doing or how you are advising your clients. Um, where do you think marketers should focus their time and budget to be able to survive, but also come out of that crisis stronger? Yeah, I, I think first and foremost is don't stop marketing. So yeah. there was a study done by the Harvard Business Review and looking at the recession and how did companies perform and what were the attributes and what were some of the behaviors that, that were common in the companies that thrived. And yeah. it, you know, the companies that didn't make drastic cuts were the ones that actually fared better. So if you make too many cuts, you're less likely to survive later. So these companies continue to invest in marketing and research and development. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think one of the other things that we're seeing too that is fascinating is that is more emphasis on digital. Yes. So we're really helping our clients double down on media and digital advertising spends because everyone's on their computers now. Mm -hmm. And these social channels, I mean, they're experiencing record usage because we're all, all sitting in front of our computers. And as marketers and as B2B companies, we have got to show up where our customers are. And since everyone's on their computers, digital really has really increased in the last couple of weeks, which I, which I find really interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. And, and we see the same, by the way. We've seen a decrease of, uh, of connection via phone. Uh, when we engage with prospects or when we engage with clients or anyone in particular. So, you know, we've got different type of campaigns. We've got channel campaigns. We've got uh, proactive yeah. campaigns. We've got follow-up campaigns, whatever you, you, you can think of campaigns. But basically, we speak to prospects on a daily basis or to channel partners on a daily basis. And we, we saw a drop in terms of connection via phone by approximately 17%, which is, a, which is major, right? It's almost 20%. So, you know. Right. It's, you need to work 20% harder to speak to as many people. However, we've seen email going up by 13%, and we've seen social media going up by approximately 22%, mainly being LinkedIn, of course. But people seem to be on LinkedIn. They seem to be active. We see people that were like kind of, you don't know where they were. They are starting to post again. We've got some clients who are you know, posting about things that they are doing with their kids and all that. So it, it seems to be like the, the right platform. But in back, um, I think you, you made a statement that I really, really like, you know, you should not stop marketing. And I think I, I am so, so much in agreement with you on that one. I've, I've had some, unfortunately, some, some conversation with clients who ask us to, you know, relax what we were doing or pause what we were doing. And 
you know, what I'm telling them, I said, look, with, with the way we work, if we pause what we are doing, when you will want to resume, we won't be able to allocate the same resources back to the project. You no, know? uh, we can't have people sitting on the bench for a month and then starting again in May or mid-May or whatever. So we will have to ramp up again. And, and, and I think we also have, some, we've, we've had some of our clients who ask us to actually pause maybe for three months what we were doing. And fundamentally, I think, you know, I can get it. You are concerned. Your CFO is just, okay, you know what? Let's freeze everything. But you're going to lose half a year. Yeah. In three months' time, when you want to resume, you know, it's yeah. like marketing. What we do is like marketing. It takes a little bit of time to go back to that momentum, to go back to producing that volume of pipeline on a monthly basis and having that, you know, uh, that rock rolling, you know, pushing. You need to push the rock a little bit. And when you get the momentum, then it becomes easier. And if you yeah. stop pushing the rock, it's not good. So we, we're trying to, to discuss that with clients. It's a, it's a very small minority that have asked us to, to stop things. So, you know, some of them may be short of cash and you know, they, they've got to be careful with what, what they are doing and maybe right for the smaller companies. But some of the biggest ones, we actually managed to convince a good part of them to not stop, but, but to reduce what they were doing so we can keep the team ticking, we can tick everything going. And you know, at the end of the day, Look, we've been locked down for what? Three weeks now? I don't know for how long you've been locked down in, um, in Denver. Yep. but Here, yeah. Yes, yeah, three weeks as well. Look, it's, it's the new normal. You know, yeah. we get, the first week, everybody was figuring it out. The second week, people were like, okay, well, that's annoying. Third week, is like, okay, well, we need to go back. It's the new normal. Let's <laughs> carry on. We, we can't stop. You know, it's, That's the doubt. So, sure. so, so, you know, with the new normal, I think, I think things will come back to normal. But I do 100% agree with you. Stopping marketing, stopping selling is, is, I think, that's my opinion, is a mistake. So it is a mistake. And, you know, the company, you won't, your company won't see the impact right away. But to your point, you know, with our longer sales cycles, you're going to feel it later. It's, you know, three and Q4 when you don't have the truck rolling that you're going to feel the impact of this. Yeah. And I think that that's particularly true if you are, but there is two types of organization. You've got organization who have a business model almost, almost as a pay as you go. And if they've got lots of customers in a specific vertical that is impacted, then their revenue will go down. But I think most of our customers probably like yours, they would have two years, three years, a monthly recurring contract, monthly, you know, three years of, of contract basically already planned out. So the revenue is not going. It's probably their growth that could be impacted. But all in all, revenue growth are both important. And I think investors, the market, they may allow for a bad quarter, but I don't think they will allow for, for a terrible year. And, and the company that will increase their value and, and their, their, their attraction would probably be the one that, that don't stop. But there you go. So to be a bit more specific, could you, could you share some uh, example of campaigns or programs that you are running from, for your clients that have been uh, successful in these new times, if I shall call them that way? Yeah, absolutely. So Adobe comes to mind first. And one of the things that we're doing to help them is we're really acting as their triage team to assess a lot of, you know, because we have a lot of campaigns running for Adobe at the moment, but we're going back and reevaluating all of the content to make sure it's appropriate for distribution. And how do we need to modify that content so that it's current, it, you know, so that it's more relative to these current times. Yep. We're also helping them a lot with virtual events. You know, there's, there's some discomfort from a lot of our clients about how to execute a lot of these virtual events, how to mm-hmm. promote them, how to drive registrants. 
So, you know, we're supporting them with a lot of the, the campaigns associated, associated with that. One of the other clients that we have, so MCA Connect is a Microsoft partner. Okay. And they're, one of the things that we're helping them do is step out of the box and provide their clients with services that are outside of their typical services. So for example, you know, they're, they're helping their clients with implementations and upgrades of Microsoft products. But one of the things that we're helping them do is put on these webinars on how to work from home because a lot of their clients work on premise. So they're not used to this working from home. So we're coaching them through via these webinars on how to work from home, how to be more pro- productive, how to be more effective, and then explaining to them, you know, how they're going to be a good partner to them. So going out of the, you know, out of the box and really being of service to their clients. And then two other clients that I think I should mention, one of which is Aero Electronics. One of the things that is fascinating during this time is how the sales people are and and what they're doing has changed. So we're helping Aero Electronics with a lot of their sales enablement tools, you know, because they're no longer having these in-person, these face-to-face meetings. So we have to have really powerful, compelling digital materials that they can Mm -hmm. share with their folks. So what I love about that is everybody's up their creativity game. This is really a time to flex your creative muscle um, because that's what's going to resonate with your audience is more interactive, more interesting, more engaging types of content. Um, so we're doing a lot of that for Arrow. We're also doing a lot of that for Intel. So we've seen this crazy spike in video, as you can imagine, um, you know, creating lots of video for our clients, both to be incorporated into campaigns, but also be created for, you know, helping the sales team and creating tools for them. Okay. Yeah, sounds cool. Very, very good. Very good. Very good. Let's talk about the future and the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. How do you think the B2B marketing world will look like when the lockdown is over? Yeah, I, you know, what I would, what I would advise marketers is to, you know, like we talked about earlier is keep this momentum your marketing efforts and your lead generation efforts may need to be modified, but continue this, this push forward. The other thing too that's coming that has waned a little bit at this time is account-based marketing. Yep. So things like intent data, you know, which is heavily reliant on IP addresses of, of corporations, direct mail, some of those things have scaled back significantly during this time. Yep. But that's going to come roaring back. So be prepared for that. Plan for that now. Be ready to ramp your ABM campaigns back up because that's going to be critical. And then also addressing like from here on out, we're going to talk differently. And people are transformed as a result of this. And I think in a good way. And B2B marketers have got to you know, show up authentically and talk human and stop talking about features and benefits and really focus on this right brain type messaging because we're yeah. all walking away from this transformed. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great time to build up relationship. You know, what we, uh, what, what we believe is happening is that you, you, it may be difficult for salespeople to actually collect a freshly printed purchase order from their clients. But I believe, you know, the, the conversation still goes on. 
And I think from a marketing perspective, carrying on marketing, carrying on selling, but I'm talking about the, the top of the funnel here, is absolutely key. If, even for us, you know, we had a couple of new contracts. So we've been able to bring seven new clients since, since the, the beginning of the lockdown. But we had two or three that didn't come in because despite the fact that we were towards the end and just about basically we were at the DocuSign stage of, of the, the contract, which usually we've got 100% conversion then. We had the CFO saying, look, you know, I don't believe it's the right time to start and, you know, let's pause it. And I think that's what it is. It's a pause. I think as we carry on what we are doing, we are actually nurturing conversation. We are putting those conversations, they are in the bag and I think they're going nowhere. And as yeah. soon as the lockdown is over, and I don't know if it's really a question of the lockdown is being over, but as soon as people adapt to what the new is, whatever the new is, lockdown being over or you know, people having to work in a different way and stuff like that. I think that all those conversations would result in opportunities moving forward. So yeah. I almost see it as an investment. It's about carrying on making your investment and, and, and you're going to collect the fruit of that labor later on in the year. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. And, and it was actually wonderful and refreshing to have you on the podcast today, Robin. Um, <laughs> Because even if I'm fed up to speak about COVID-19, it was good to speak <laughs> to speak about it with you uh, in that sense. So, so thank you so much for your insight today. I really appreciate you. You, you took the time to, to be with me on the podcast and, and share some of your thoughts and share also examples of, of what you've been doing, which I think is, is really what our audience is after. Now, if anyone wants to connect with you, uh, discuss about potentially how Catalyst Marketing can support them in their marketing journey and, and take that conversation offline. What is the best way to get hold of you, Robin? Yes. Yeah, so the best way is probably email. So my email address is robin at catalystmarketing.io or they can visit the website catalystmarketing.io and they can fill out the contact form and I'll be sure to reach back out. Wonderful. Well, once again, it was great to have you on the show. So thank you for coming and joining us today, Robin. Thank you so much. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.